Section Four of Billy Bunny and His Friends by David Corey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapters Sixteen to Twenty. Chapter Sixteen. After they had eaten the cornucopia of candy, the bunnies' paws were dreadfully sticky. Of course, there wasn't any nice wet wash rag and soap studs around, so they tried to clean their feet with snow. But goodness gracious me, the snow stuck to their feet so tight that they couldn't get it off, and by and by they had a great big snowball on each foot. Oh dear, I know I'll have chillbanes, cried Billy Bunny. No, you won't, said a voice, and Old Man Weasel jumped out from behind one of the big wooden posts and held up the railroad bridge. You won't have time for chillbanes, for I'm going to eat you both. Oh, dear me, wasn't that an awful thing to hear? Willie Wynn, please run away to the briar patch today. Tell the bunnies, dear mamma, where her little children are. Should you see dear Blackie Crow, tell him everything you know. He will hurry in his flight to relieve the bunny's plight. Willie Wind, with wings so fleet, please tell everyone you meet. Hasten, hasten o'er the snow, just as fast as you can blow. Tell at once the forest folk, Mr. Weasel means no joke. Come along with me, and old man Weasel took Billy Bunny by the collar and Bobby Tail by the ear and marched them right into his house behind the big post. My, how they slipped and stumbled down the wooden stairs. Some of the snow came off their feet which made Mr. Weasel very angry. Just you wait till Mrs. Weasel sees what you've done to her nice clean floor. Then he opened a little door and pushed the bunnies through. I have brought you something for a nice stew, Mrs. Weasel. If the kitchen stove doesn't blow up the chimney, we'll get the rabbit children out of the scrape if it takes all day tomorrow to do it. Chapter 17 Rabbit stew is very fine. That's the way I like to dine. Nothing is so good for you as a juicy rabbit stew, sang Mrs. Weasel, and the little bunny boy shivered and shook, and when Old Man Weasel filled the big black pot with water, they shivered and shivered and shook and shook. And when he poked the fire and put on the big pot, they almost shivered to pieces. Now I think we're all ready, said Mrs. Weasel, and she turned to grab the little rabbits. But you never can tell what's going to happen. For who would think that the bunny brothers would stumble over a basket of apples? Well, quicker than I can tell you, they were throwing red and yellow apples and pink and, oh dear, I'm so excited. 
I think they threw some blue apples at those wicked weasels. Why, those weasels thought a whole apple tree was coming at them all at one time. Then over went the big black pot, and the water put out the fire, and the steam filled the kitchen, so that the wicked weasels couldn't see a single thing. Quick as a wink, the little rabbits opened the door and scrambled up the bank to the railroad track. Right there stood a big freight car. The door was open, and the two little rabbits slipped in, for they thought it better to hide a little while in case Old Man Weasel should come after them. The big freight car was just packed full of sugar-coated carrots, and they tasted just as good as they looked. Billy Bunny and Bobby Tail at once set to work to eat up that whole carload of sugar-coated carrots. They had eaten every carrot except two great big ones when something bumped into the car with an awful thump. Then the engine gave a long whistle. Then another one just to show that it could whistle even louder if it wanted to. And away went the train with Billy Bunny and Bobby Tail and the two big carrots. Oh me, oh my, this is terrible, cried Billy Bunny. We'll be carried away so far from home that we'll never get back. And we haven't got any tickets either, said Bobby Tail. We'll both be arrested for tramps. But nothing like that happened at all. Railroad trains don't go on forever without stopping. And if you'll only wait for the next story, that is, if the two big carrots don't eat up the two bunny boys before that time, I'll tell you how Billy and Bobby took a sleigh ride. Chapter 18 Let me see, where were we when we left off last night? It's pretty hard to tell just where we were, for the big freight train was rumbling along so fast that you couldn't count the telegraph poles. Well, we were in the big freight car, anyway, with the rabbit children. But just where that big freight car was is more than I know, and I wouldn't now if the train hadn't suddenly come to a standstill. My, what a bump! Billy Bunny and Bobby Tail were thrown headlong against the front of the car. Now, if it had only been a passenger train, the brakeman would have put in his head and called out, Bunnytown, or Rabbit Hill, or Cloverville, or Carrot City, or some name that would make a rabbit want to get right off. But nothing like this happened. No siree. Before there was time to wink, the door opened and a man poked his head inside. But he didn't call out the name of a town or anything like that. He just rolled in a big round something which looked 
to the bunny brothers very much like a big barrel and sure enough that's just what it was after that he pulled the door almost shut and went off to the station right by the car stood a sleigh and in it was a box half filled with straw let's get in quick said billy bunny he'll drive off pretty soon and when we come to the friendly forest we'll hop out and go home so they both jumped into the box and hid under the straw by and by the man came back and drove off jingle jingle went the sleigh bells as the old gray horse trotted through the snow bobby and billy chuckled over the thought that they were getting a nice free ride and began to sing jingle bells jingle bells on the farmer's sleigh isn't it funny for a little bunny to be going along this way what's that i thought i heard some one singing said the man this made the bunny boys keep very quiet by and by they each took two bites and a half out of the big carrots and waited for something to happen and if the wheels on the sleigh and the skates on the old gray horse don't come off you shall hear what did happen in the next story chapter nineteen as the sleigh bumped along the box in which billy bunny and bobby tail were hiding slid nearer and nearer to the back of the sleigh and by and by it just dropped off into the snow at first billy bunny and bobby tail were terribly upset they were upset in every way even the box was upset it was mighty lucky for them the straw was soft and dry but it wasn't so nice to be in a place where there weren't any doors or windows so they set to work digging under the side of the box and very soon made a way out then they looked about to see where they were and wasn't it lucky they were in the friendly forest right in the midst of a bramble patch isn't it wonderful how lucky some people are this will be a pretty fine place in the summer time said billy bunny if we can only find enough to eat until then i've got half my carrot left said bobby tail and i've got some of mine said billy bunny this will keep us for a while now let's get inside and fix up our home so they both crawled in and would you believe it while they were making two nice beds in the straw they found a peanut and a chocolate eclair scrumptious cried bobby tail now we've got enough to last us for weeks by this time it was getting late and they were worried about home mother will wonder where we are said billy bunny i wish we could send her word 
Just then Blackie Crow flew by. Wait a minute, Blackie, will you take this telegram to mother? Mrs. William Bunny, Old Briar Patch, Snake Fence Corner. Don't worry, we've made a little house for ourselves in a bramble bush. Billy Bunny, Bobby Tail. If Blackie Crow doesn't reach the Old Briar Patch before tomorrow night, Mrs. Bunny will read all about it in the next story. That is, if she doesn't lose her spectacles. Chapter 20 Look here, Bobby Tail. You don't do anything but nibble on that chocolate eclair. I'm going away. So Billy Bunny put on his cap and picked up his striped candy cane and started off. A wandering bunny boy am I, under the happy smiling sky, with my red striped candy cane, hopping down the forest lane. Little knapsack on my back, I'm a happy rabbit jack. Though my tail's a powder puff, guess I'm dressed up well enough. As he finished singing this little song, who should come by but a torn and tattered tramp? Helloa there, bunny, he said. Are you tramping too? Well, not exactly. I'm on my way home to the old briar patch in Snake Fence Corner. Well, when you get home, you stay home. Wish I had and the torn and tattered tramp sat down on a stone and gave a great sigh. Then he took out of his pocket an old half-smoked cigar and lighted it and puffed away without saying another word. So Billy Bunny hopped along on his way until, all of a sudden, just like that, a great big black elephant came tearing down the path. Get out of my way! Get out of my way! he yelled. I haven't time to turn out for anybody. I'm late for the circus now. Better late than never, thought Billy Bunny, and he hopped after the elephant as fast as he could. By and by he came to a big white circus tent. The band was playing and the flags flying and everybody was hollering out something. Pink lemonade, roasted peanuts, fat woman and skeletons. Billy Bunny tried to peep under the tent, but a circus policeman chased him away. Then he went up to the ticket man and offered him a lettuce leaf, a little carrot and a penny. But the ticket man wouldn't give him a ticket. So Billy Bunny sat down and tried to think how he was ever going to see the circus. Just then the elephant came up. Do you know how to ride? he asked. Yes, said Billy Bunny, before he knew what he was saying. Then get on my back, said the elephant, and I'll take you inside. And if the baggage man didn't take the elephant's trunk away from him, 
I'll tell you in the next story how little Billy Bunny played on the Hornicopia. End of section four. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.